Buckle up, listeners. I love that, Carl. That's really clever. Is that because there was um, a seatbelt sign noise? Yeah. Well, welcome to... Well, that fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast with Luke Coulson. And Kyle Wise. And a seatbelt sound. Uh, every week we'll be talking to real guests about their amazing, often traumatic, life-changing experiences and events that have happened to them. Focusing on stories of survival, hope, and overall triumph. Yeah, so really focusing on the good stuff that has come out of some pretty extraordinary things that have happened to people. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Uh, we actually have our first sponsor too, which is jolly exciting. And we're now sponsoring... I feel yeah. like now's a great time to use the seatbelt <laughs> sign. And the original Handlebar Jack, which you can find at www.handlebarjack.com. Do you know what that is, Kyle? I don't. Right. So you know when you need to mend your bike, your bicycle, and you turn it upside down because your chain's fallen off, or maybe there you've got a flat tire? Yeah, I was thinking, man, it always messes up with my gears. Yeah, it messes up with your gears. So now there's a little stand, which is perfectly portable and comes in a really nice package. And these two little clips, and they clip onto your handlebars. They're completely universal. And then it turns into a little stand. So when you turn your bike upside down, it literally allows your bike to balance. It's like one of the most cleverest things. And I just want to add that we're not a bicycle podcast. However, we are all about surviving traumatic and life-changing experiences. Have you ever had a flat tire on like a grimy, dusty road? Yeah, it's the worst. The worst. So now our tenuous sponsorship link is complete. If you do go online at www.handlebarjack.com and you type in the code WTFMU, which is actually the acronym for our podcast, which we had to write down because it really confused <laughs> the fuck out of us, <laughs> then some of the proceeds will be going to foodonfoot.org. That's foodonfoot.org. And those guys are helping out the unhoused and the low-income neighbors in your neighborhood. So our friends at Handlebar Jack will actually donate um, some of the proceeds to that amazing organization. So, I mean, it's a win-win, people. Incredible. Welcome. 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 Wow. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't even rehearse that. It was so smooth. Um, Wait, are we doing an introduction? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hi, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Well, well that, that Fucked, fucked me, me Up. And we are super excited because, Kyle, this week is your story. Buckle up. <laughs> uh, just to give you a heads up, and I think because I, I heard some other podcasts that did this. Trigger. This is a trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, some mention of rape mm. in this. So if that's too much for you, I won't take it personally. Just hit next or whatever. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. And trigger warnings are something we'll be doing more of as we go forwards. Um, certainly when it comes to um, abuse and forms of. And um, where, I, again, I'm about to say I'm very, ex <laughs> very excited to hear your story of <laughs> abuse and rape. <laughs> uh, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Because here you are and you have a smile on your face and we have fun and laughter. And clearly you're, you're working on coming out the other side or are out the other side and 
Yeah. And then I find this is the other thing I say now. I go, why don't you start at the beginning or wherever you want to start? Because at the end of the day, Carl, what, what is the beginning anyway? You know? October so what 12th, you... 1985. Oh. I was born. Oh, okay. Not that, not that. Too far back. Too okay. far back. Well, I'm going to try and shut the beep up. And um, we're going to, I'm going to hand it over to you, Carl. All right. Um, so, as I mentioned in the trigger warning, uh, I was raped from the ages of 6 to 12. Uh, and variations of that. And I'm not really going to get into the graphic details of it because it really... I mean, use your imagination and that's what happened. Um, <laughs> or don't. No. No, but, no, but wow, that's a start. Yeah. How are you, how do you feel about talking about it? Is it something you'd openly talk about now? And how are you feeling about talking about it here in this forum? Actually, you know, I've done enough work in myself that now it's just something that happened. Um, and it was, I mean, and I'll get more into it, but I couldn't do that well into my twenties. And, wow. um, yeah, I mean, every now and then it hits me. I don't think it's like one of those things that ever goes away. Like okay. I don't watch the Woody Allen doc. Right. I did. What'd you think? Yeah. You shouldn't watch that doc. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we go back? Because I just interrupted. No, 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 in no, shock, no. but carry on. So, uh, the person that raped me was in a position of power and my parents had no idea. And, you know, I got the classic, if you, it started out like, if you tell anybody, Santa won't come. Mm. And then it went into uh, much more nefarious threats as I got older and stopped believing in Santa. It was more like, if you tell anyone, no one will believe you. And so I, I kept that secret. And along with that, with some behavior issues, um, I got in a lot more fights. I uh, didn't want to be touched. I, uh, um, but internally, I, was, I, I had so much shame and guilt um, and self-hatred to the, to the point where I would, you know, as I got into my late teens... In early 20s, I'd put myself in um, uh, high-risk situations. Yeah. And... Um, Is that because you had no self-worth, do you think? I, th I, I went to therapy for it. We <laughs> talked a lot about it. Uh, shout out to my therapist. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's... it's Yeah, I didn't have self-worth. and But also... There's a, th a phenomenon where uh, uh, you, when it's a sexually, um, when it's a sexual trauma, you either go one way, which is no sex, sex is bad, mm -hmm. and you, you know, shut off completely, or you go into hyper sex, um, mm -hmm. hyper sexualization. Mm -hmm. um, and I went the hyper hypersexualization part. Mm. Um, I was about to say easier said than done, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the, not the case in and, this instance. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's funny because it's like it, uh, you know, failed relationship after failed relationship. Um, 
you know, I was very, uh, rewards driven. So I did extremely well in sports mm. and, and I actually played college football and I partied hard. Right. Because I think a part of me, because it was so painful, I, I shut off and the only way I could feel anything was through sex, drugs, rock and roll and, yeah. and achievement. Yeah. And it's interesting that you did the achievement thing as well. Because <laughs> sex, drugs and rock and roll sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know about the actual competitive sport thing, but it's extraordinary what one does to occupy your mind. Yeah. To, to get away from having to deal with the feeling. Of the feelings, the negative feelings and the trauma, right? Yeah. Well, and it's like I didn't want to be alone ever. Oh. But I didn't want to get close to anybody. Oh, gosh. I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> and it, it's it's funny, too, because, like, this <clears throat> after everything came out in the open, my mom, my poor mom, blamed herself, um, as good mothers do, about things that she had no control over, had no mm. way of knowing. And, um, and then... This guy, in order uh, to escape justice, ended up taking his own life. Oh. So there was absolutely no closure. Um, oh, my good Lord. <laughs> and I just, I was off to the races. How did you feel? Oh, so we'll get to the, um, to, the, to the now in a sec. I've got a few questions, but I don't yeah, really yeah. know where to start with them. Like, what <clears throat> started when you were six, you said, but at what point did you realize what was happening to you and at what point did you were you able to get away from it they uh, i think it was like around uh, 11 or 12 when it, it finally ended but at school you know they have those hokey like my body belongs to me and it's like some yes. like fish out of water right. and he's like talking <laughs> yes they're like the lighter side of it right like right know. um i saw a video and i and you know, I started putting two and two together oh and I was like, and, and, you know, I, I finally, the, the last time I remember it specifically happening and I had tears in my eyes and I'm pulling up my pants and I, uh, I'm trying not to get emotional. You can get but, emotional. But every ounce occurred. I mean, cause like, you know, you're a kid, so this guy looks fucking 20 feet tall yeah. and like evil looking. Yeah. Um, but he was just a man. Mm. And I remember saying like, this is it. You're never going to do this again. And I'm telling, and th that motherfucker like shrunk. Yeah, of course. And of course he did. Yeah. And, and but God only knows, I mean, this is probably not for this conversation, <laughs> but God only knows what you might have done to him. I mean, you'd this is a podcast, so we we see we hear, but we don't see. You're a big dude. Like, you're tall, and well, that actually played into it. I, back then, I was like this awkward, lanky kid. I was like way undernourished, and yeah, I was super skinny on these giant ears, and like, <laughs> we by all accounts, you turned out very well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely glowed up, right? I, um, and, well, and so when he did that, um. And it all came out and he ended up taking his own life. I, uh, I said, nobody will ever make me feel like this again. Oh, yeah. And so I started getting into boxing. I started getting into fighting. And then I discovered drugs and alcohol. And I'm yeah. like, this is the greatest fucking, this yeah. is the gift from the gods. 
And, you know, I, I am a, would you say I'm a pretty good writer? I'm a pretty you're, good. you're a great writer. And so all my literary heroes were raging alcoholics. That's brilliant. And so I was like, oh, it's just apropos for, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to college and be a writer. And an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the last film. <laughs> we, and it's a part of your story yeah we can talk about that later we can talk about that in the after section maybe yeah let's get back to this which is um so we're talking about the latter years as you're growing up you're very aware of what's happened to you you talk about shame and you talk about how that affects relationships talks about the thing that hit home with me was that not Wanting to be alone, but not wanting anyone near you. Yeah. At the same time, is what a way to feel, you know. And I, you know, it it kind of started becoming a well, it was always a problem. I mean, you can, I'm sure, my mom can tell you about getting calls from the precinct and be like, "Hey, <laughs> mom, I did it again. I need you to bail me out." Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, mom. Um, no, but it became a problem when I, uh, in college, I, I lost my scholarship because I ripped out a hamstring when we were playing Montana State. Right. And all of a sudden, I had all this time. I had um, had a huge supply of, like, Norcos, like pain pills. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and hating myself. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, and I could, you know, some people are like, oh my God, I just, my jowls are just hanging down, but <laughs> like I got great eyes. Like I could not find any redeeming qualities right. about me. Right. And I didn't want to be alive. Uh. And, you know, I was also raised Catholic. So, you know, there's, not that I didn't try numerous times, but so there's no way out. Yeah. It's like, there's no way out. God wants you to suffer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, how did you start to redeem, I don't know, not redeem yourself. That's not the right word because you hadn't done anything wrong. But what changed? Like, what started to change for you? You know, um, there's there's different moments. Like, one time I, I went, you know, it's an ayahuasca story, but. Hit me. I, I was some guy I was talking. He's like, you know, you seem your aura's dark, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What's going on? And he's, you know, he's like, you should, you should take ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is something you take in like the Amazon rainforest, and you have to get a shaman. I didn't do that. I'm a baller on a budget, so I went to the valley and saw some white dude with dreads in his like two bedroom apartment. And he's like, take this, and mm-hmm. then. I think he put on like a CD of like drums mm-hmm. um, and it was a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. I threw up in a bush. It, it was just fucking awful, I think. But it kind of started me into being like, I need to kill whatever is this darkness inside of me. Right. Do you think um, you met the demon during that? Like you I, I, I did. Side? I was just like, I. they say when you're on hallucin- hallucinogens, <laughs> never look in the mirror. Yeah. And of course I'm like, I'm yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it didn't help. And then all, but after that experience, all the drugs, all the alcohol, everything stopped working the way it was supposed to, Mm. you know, I, um, 
I used to be like a chemist, so I could be like, if I drink this much, it'll keep me at this level. Mm. And then if I need to go drive home, I can do this much cocaine. And then if I, if I, um, and yeah, I really hope any future employers don't listen to this. Uh, the thing is, you're not talking about <laughs> what you did yesterday. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about your story of your past. And I yeah. think it's really important because everyone has a has a past and everyone has a story. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's I can't even go into the celebrities which because I won't because there's some licensing issues, but there's some very very awesome famous people out there with some terrible pasts. Yeah. Uh, and of course I'm not talking about what happened to you. I'm talking about the the drink and the drugs related yeah. stuff. But in terms of what happened to you, when did you when did you when like when did you start being okay about talking about it when did you decide you wanted to tell your story here and what do you say to people that are going through stuff like that or, or you know have been through stuff like that it's funny because um you know it, every time somebody who was familiar with the situation would bring it up to me i'd be like nope i'm not going to talk about it and my nana and my papa were uh, my grandparents were two of the biggest um influences on my life and they're just incredible people. And, and before my Nana had passed, um, she, you know, we had this moment and, you know, I, I went and saw her and it was like some family reunion thing. And, and she was like, Kylie, you look like you haven't slept in like <laughs> three or four days. Mm. And, um, and I just, I just broke down mm. and I just sobbed. You know, and did they know? Did the family? Did they know what? Yeah, they to you? knew. Like they, um, and they were they they were such lovely people, and they they never like forced me to talk about it. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, but she she's like you know Kyle, he's still raping you. Yeah, and he, you know, there's always going to be another woman. There's always going to be another drug. There's always, it's this, this hole that you'll never be able to fill, you know? And I mean, and, you know, on the outside, I, I looked like I was doing all right. Yeah. And, um, my career was kind of taking off in entertainment. Um, so flash forward a couple of years, I ended up. Just hitting my bottom. I got kicked off a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the story. Yeah. Um, and we can we can look back and laugh now. Yeah. There's enough distance between it. <laughs> Thank God it bombed. Oh, I it did. I won't, I won't say what that's, movie it was. That's funny. It's hard out here in LA. We all need to make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're kind of starting to build that back up again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I got I got some good things coming down. So the... you you think you spent like twenty odd years like in the wilderness between like the the realization of the trauma and the and yeah. dealing with the trauma. Yeah, and you know? and um, I heard a lot of people through my own pain. <sighs> um, you know, I, I remember specifically someone. Uh, who I was married to for a minute. Uh, <laughs> my ex-wife. 
you know, uh, I hate snorting. Sorry. She, she looked at me and she was just like, you don't create art. You create chaos. Mm. And you just, she's like, you are impossible to love because the, not because you're unlovable, but because you don't let anybody love you. There's a sabotage and self-destruction thing that we haven't touched on yet, but yeah, we're, we're both kind of familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's like when you've been at the bottom of a hole and you're the struggle to come out, but also the feeling of um, that, that the lack of, I don't care what I do to myself because yeah. I don't, I don't love myself. So yeah. I'm just going to do what I fucking like and I don't care about the repercussions. And then the repercussions are like, Oh, I feel terrible about the repercussions. And you just reconfirm that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and but the, it really turns. So I, I started seeing this lady who uh, specializes in um, sexual trauma, and I said, you know what? I'm going to give this woman a year. Mm. I'm going to tell her everything. Mm. Um, and some of the biggest uh, shame that I had was like, you know, like I can't tell other men about this because they'll judge me or they'll, you know. I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So there's like, there was like a, mm-hmm. a stigma, not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong. I just, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, um, there are times when you're a teenager and you got your hormones, if something happens and you get a, a physiological reaction <laughs> and why that was happening. And you know, that's super common for men who are sexually mm-hmm. abused and raped. Right. And so, but for the longest time, I'm like, well, I, I got a hard on, so I, I must like part of me, like there was so much confusion. Wow. And she broke it down step by step. There were so many tears and I'm not talking like, like I'm talking like Viola Davis, Oscar winning tears, like yeah. snot running yeah, down. Yeah. Just, um, but it's all coming out. Yeah. Like you're facing it and, and releasing it. And it was just, yeah. And it was, and there was times when I was like, I can't do this. And I'd call her up and, and God bless her. Like she would take my phone calls like on a Tuesday at 6 PM or, you know, she, she'd always get back to me. And there was a moment about a year into it when I woke up and, you know, it's, it's like the Cinderella or Snow White, like birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. I look in the bathroom mirror and I'm like, I like myself today. I don't love myself. That's a start, dude. Yeah. And I love so, you. Yeah, I love you. And, uh. and, it's, and now, if anyone's going through this, I guess I would say, or ha- has gone through this, or, or has, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't stop. Um, you know, I'm four almost four years into this therapy and i most of the time love myself Mm. and you know i uh you meet some great people like luke like i I can i tell luke everything yeah well now you're telling more people everything yeah so um but it's amazing it's very very brave of of you to to do this and the the part that i left off on purpose to the end is the one thing my Nana said to me, and this is like a couple of months before she had passed. She's like, we go through hard times and we shouldn't say the why me, why? 
the way we should look at it is we went through this so we could help other people hmm. and that our, our pain and us coming through that and being better can actually like inspire others and to walk through it because let's be honest, man, we're not alone. We're not. Mm-mm. So, wow. It's going to be super hard to make jokes about this. We're going to find a way, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We are. <laughs> We're going to move swiftly on to the afterthought section. I love you, man. I love you. I, just incredible. And with the afterthought section, um, we'll post some links there too and the copy on the website um, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to off. hit subscribe. Subscribe. Sub- subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle.